The Forum at 8 on SAFM. AfriForum's Deputy CEO, Anne Roots. Good morning and thanks for speaking to us. Good morning. Thank you very much. And we also have uh, with us Professor Shadrach Guto, who is a director at the Center for African Renaissance Studies at UNISA, and he's also a constitutional law expert. Professor Guto, thanks for your time as well. Thank you very much, and good, uh, good morning to your listeners and also to uh, Mr. Rose. Now, Ernest, let me start with you. Um, if you could just briefly, by way of background for those who may not have seen the letter or have heard of this incident previously, just explain to us, you know, why um, AfriForum took the decision to actually lay a complaint against the South African government with the United Nations. Mm. Uh, thank you, and, and good morning to the other guests as well. Uh, well, the back, there's a long background. I'm going to give you the simplified version. Uh, which is that uh, AfriForum as an NGO has applied with the United Nations NGO branch to register as an organization with the, with the United Nations. Now, as we know, there's a lot of, uh, the United Nations consists of member states, which are basically governments representing their countries, but there's also a forum for minority rights groups and NGOs to participate, and that is where AfriForum applied. Now, what happens is when you apply, you appear before a panel, and the panel has to check if you comply with all the requirements. But the requirements are only procedural in, in nature. So they ask if you are, in fact, an NGO, you're not a political party. Uh, it's those type of things, legal type of issues. Uh, and, and this panel has to check if you comply with everything, and then you get admitted. Now, what happens now in, in February this year uh, at, in New York at the United Nations headquarters, when I was there for this application, was that a member or a representative of the South African government uh, deliberately uh, uh, took deliberate steps to keep AfriForum out of the UN. And he even said that to me personally, that it's not the East, uh, they complain with our application to register with the UN is not, is not procedural, uh, but, but only political. And I asked him, why do you say that there's a political problem with our application? And he said, because the South African government regards AfriForum as being arrogant and too loud, and therefore they will, they will fight to prevent AfriForum from participating in the UN. And in the light thereof, we then filed this complaint. Now, in going to the United Nations, does this mean that uh, you have explored all avenues within the South African context, or do you simply not have confidence in the South African uh, institutions to deal with your issues? Well, when, when I spoke with this representative, he explicitly told me that he had just received a phone call from uh, his boss in Pretoria, from DERCA, the Department of International Relations and Cooperation, um, and that the instruction, his instruction was to fight to keep AfriForum out. So we figured there's no point now in, in going and speaking with, with DERCA at this stage because they've made their intentions quite clear. And that is why we filed this complaint. But I think it's important to clarify at this stage that we did not go to the International Court of Justice. Uh, we went to the, a, another forum which was particularly created by the UN for individuals or organizations such as ourselves that strive to promote human rights in one way or another. And that is, that is the Office of the Special Rapporteur on the Situation of Human Rights Defenders. And you can especially uh, file a complaint at this office and this office reports to the General Assembly of the United Nations, 
and they will then investigate the offers and report back and also report to the General Assembly. Now, you, you, you are saying that minority rights in South Africa are unraveling, they're being trampled upon, and you're basically complaining about discrimination. But when you talk about minorities, who, according to AfriForum, are minorities in South Africa? Well, South Africa is, is uh, it's often been said that South Africa is actually a country of minorities. Uh, because there's no, if you break South Africa down in terms of cultural groups, everyone, no one, no one consists of, of more than 50%. But a major, uh, being a minority, there's a technical, uh, long legal definition in terms of the United Nations, but it's being numerically inferior, uh, and also having certain vested interests, uh, a group that identifies themselves as a minority, uh, but there are many minorities in South Africa, and there's this common misconception that AfriForum is exclusively focusing on Afrikaners or on white people, mm-hmm. while in fact we do a lot of work, for example, with the Khoisan community, who is also a minority, whose rights are also being trampled on. Uh, so we've been involved with various minority groups in, in South Africa. So will you be taking up uh, their issues at this uh, UN forum as well? Well, this particular th- this forum where we filed this complaint was only about, is only about the conduct of the South African government, but if AfriForum were to be registered at the United Nations, uh, we will take up um, any issue that we feel important. AfriForum consists of about, I think the latest number is 123,000 uh, members. And uh, so we take, we take on the issues that our members feel, feel strongly about. Uh, but our members also feel strongly about, for example, the rights of, of the Khoisan community. Uh, Professor Shadrach Guto, is uh, Afri Forum being unpatriotic in going the route that they have? Certainly not, in my view. From a constitutional point of view, we are dealing here with a a question of freedom of association, which is protected under the Constitution, Section uh, 18. Uh, We have so many NGOs. Uh, in South Africa, all sorts of associations. We have many sports organizations, which are associations. We have, um, you know, community groups that register as associations and so on. So freedom of association is fundamental, and AfriForum should have indicated that they are being prevented from associating if that is their argument at all. I don't know what the complaint is about to the UN at this point, even after the explanation that has been given. There are two areas there. One, association, um, voluntary association to register for observer status at the UN. There are procedures within the UN that deal with that. And indeed, um, South Africa as a state cannot prevent the UN from registering um, uh, an association, an NGO, to have an observer status before the UN. There are so many. I am a chairperson of the board of Africa Legal Aid, which is a pan-African body uh, with observer status at the UN, but also at the AU. So I don't think that um, uh, that needs to be clarified what AfriForum is really saying. Were they being prevented by South Africa um, in registering or have they registered? The second part of what he has explained 
is the question of filing a complaint to a special rapporteur before uh, the UN. Now, he needs to explain that. What was the basis of uh, filing a complaint uh, so that we can deal with that? So the question of application to have observer status is one side. The other is a complaint, and a complaint has to be there are procedures within the UN system which we will go into in a while uh, after we get that clarification, but there are also other alternatives which reform should have followed before going to the UN. And before I put that to answer, what are some of those alternatives? Well, the alternatives are many. One is that we have the national level. The national level... Um, we are dealing here with people who are regarding themselves as a community, a linguistic community, a cultural community, even a, a community based on race. And if that is the case, um, our constitution uh, does provide for means of such bodies really to be able to associate themselves. We have even um, a section in the Constitution dealing with uh, right of self-determination within South Africa of people uh, of uh, collectively who share a common culture, language, heritage. And uh, I think it is one of those um, under which our forum exists. But we have so many other provisions in the Constitution that protect the rights of people of cultural, religious, linguistic communities. We do have, um, first of all, the right of people to use their languages and, and culture in Section 30 of the Constitution. Section 31 deals with cultural, religious, linguistic communities. Then we have a Chapter 9 institution, which is an independent body, the, um, uh, the commission for um, the promotion and protection of people belonging to cultural, linguistic, and religious communities, which is an independent body similar to that of the South African Human Rights Commission. And the other commission is the Commission on Gender Equality. Did Afro Forum approach this with their complaint, if at all there was any? And uh, what was the result? If you go to the Africa regional system, they require that you demonstrate that you are exhausted domestic remedies where they are valuable. Um, I don't know whether Africa Forum has done that. Secondly, we then have the Africa regional system under the African uh, Charter on Human and People's Rights with the commission and the court. The commission sits in Gambia. Uh, the court sits in Arusha, Tanzania. Did they file any complaint before that, and what was the outcome? And then we do have within the UN system, it is not just going to New York and to appear, the human rights bodies of the UN are located in Geneva, the, the you know, UN High Commission for Human Rights, the UN... Um, Human Rights Council and where complaints are uh, uh, placed. So after forum here needs to explain what was the journey it took to be able 
to deal with the uh, uh, institutions in the country that have responsibility to ensure mm. that right of people. So that's what I'm saying. Thank you. And so those are all the alternatives that were available to you, Ernst Roots, except for mm. going to the UN. But um, just a few questions that uh, Prof posed there at the, the onset. Have you then eventually ultimately registered? And also, um, he says he still doesn't understand the nature of your complaint. Yes. Uh, no, the professor is completely right. There are two issues. Um, and uh, that's why I, I explained, I started by saying that it is quite complicated. So I'm trying to simplify. Otherwise, we'll be busy a long time. But the first issue is the procedure of registering with the UN. And the answer to your question is we have not been registered, but we've also not been We've also not failed uh, because uh, our complaint has been deferred. Uh, so the South African government has, has succeeded in, 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 in postponing the forum's registration, and that was sort of the background uh, behind it. And then the second issue is, of course, how every forum reacted to this, in other words, taking this to the UN. And there are a lot of issues or a lot of forums that we can use for this purpose. Um, uh, we can certainly consider going to court about this, but I don't would be appropriate because this is not so much a legal issue as it is a political issue. Um, and then another option would be the, the Section uh, 9 institutions such as the Human Rights Commission, the Public Protector, mm-hmm. and so forth. But our concern with the Section 9 institutions is that uh, other than the two that I've mentioned now, most of them are not functioning they should be. Uh, we regard the, the Section 185 Commission, which is a commission that's supposed to be dealing with the rights of minority communities, that's pretty much a lame duck, and maybe this is a, a, a debate for another day, but I feel that the Section 9 institutions are fully independent and are fully effective because there's a lot of pressure from the government on them, as we see now with the public protector, and many of the others have failed already. Um, then, so there are various issues or various, various ways that we can address it, but the, the, the reason why we decided on going to the Special Rapporteur which uh, works with the, the Office of the High Commission of Human Rights, as the professor mentioned, is because this is a, this is a high-level political dispute. Um, it's it's, it's high-level in the sense that we have a very senior official from the Department of International Relations calling people at, in New York at the United Nations, asking them or, well, instructing them to take steps to prevent AfriForum from participating in UN activities. So it is a UN matter. It's a matter within the United Nations. And we, our argument was that in deciding how to deal with this, uh, going to a local forum would be to take this a step back. It would not be the appropriate forum because we're actually going down a level. So yeah. this is an international level, an international dispute uh, or a, a matter of international concern. And that is why we approach the United so, Nations. So why is it a matter of international concern? Which rights are you exactly complaining about? Which of your rights are being trampled upon? Well, it, it is our right to, to freedom of association. It's our Fair right enough. to freedom of expression. But, but, but you talk about your rights unraveling, being unraveled and trampled mm. upon in South Africa. Which rights are you referring to? Well, there, there are various of those. Um, that's sort of the, the whole reason why Africa Forum exists. Okay, uh, but tell us about some of those rights, Ernest. What okay. is it that you are aggrieved about? Well, I, part of the problem for us is that we have this constitution in South Africa that everybody adores and everybody loves the constitution. But the problem with, uh, in, 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 from a practical perspective is that this constitution is interpreted from completely different perspectives. Um, uh, so it's open to different interpretations. And the way the South African government is interpreting the constitution 
uh, is not in the interest of, of minority communities, and we believe is not is not in even a, a, a um, proper interpretation of what the intention of those clauses was. To give you an example, uh, everybody has the right to to study and to learn in their mother tongue, but they but the South African government, through the Department of Education, Basic Education and Higher Education, are actively taking steps to change the language policies of Afrikaans medium schools and universities. And as a minority community, we have a right to be to be educated in our own language. Uh, that's one example. We but are children not being taught in their home language? No, no, they are. But what I'm saying to you is that the government is actively taking steps to 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 change those policies. We we heard what the minister of higher education. But said that's disingenuous, Ernst, and you know it. That is not what government was saying. It was a simple matter of if a school was, for example, an Afrikaans medium school, that there be allowed a process to unfold whereby it could become a dual um, um, medium school, whereby it could accommodate children who speak other languages as well. Well, that's a long issue. You can read the the Armelua court case. Uh, you can read the reports by the Minister of Higher Education. Um, so that, the, the language issue is a very long debate, but, but we are concerned about that. Another issue is the way in which affirmative action is being implemented. Uh, another minority rights issue is the issue of safety, where um, the, the chances of a farmer for being murdered in South Africa is about four times as high as the average South African citizen, twice as high as that of a police officer. And this is an issue that minority communities are very concerned about, but the South African government is sort of just brushing it aside uh, as if it's not an important issue. Uh, so there's a lot of issues that minority communities are concerned about. And when we speak about this, the South African government calls us arrogant. Well, the question we are asking you on the forum at 8 this morning, is AfriForum justified in taking South Africa uh, to the United Nations Special uh, Rapporteur? And this is the question that we'd like you to reflect upon this morning. 891 is the number to dial. SMS us on 34701. You can also tweet or Facebook us at AM Live on SAFM. We are in conversation with Ernst Roots, who is uh, AfriForum's uh, Deputy CEO, as well as Professor Shadrach Guto. But let's go to the lines briefly gift a new brighton air pie good morning good morning sakina and good morning to your guest look i think to me this is just a futile exercise because the very same african forum has been ignoring recommendations made by our own country's south african human rights commission first and foremost sakina i think no one should be allowed in this country to be a stumbling block in the in the way of transformation especially those who were silent during the dark days of apartheid and all of a sudden now they have become born again human rights campaigners because some of us have been victims of that uh, atrocities about, uh, perpetrated by that racist regime. Secondly, again, a farmer killed a black employee and later he thought he was shooting an ethnic monkey. And when the Human Rights Commission wanted to get answers, after from the very same human rights campaigner today said, no, the commission was biased. Thirdly, again, a black student died at the Pochestrom campus of the Northwest University under very suspicious circumstances. And the, research, and the very same Human Rights Commission asked for the reasons that could have led to the death of the student. The very same office forum said the work of the commission is not credible. Day, day in, day out, Sakina, black people are called with derogatory names such as baboons, monkeys, little black bitches, etc. Et and when you, the very same Human Rights Commission wants to investigate... Mm. All of the forum says is that the work of the commission is not credible. Lastly, Sakina, and I want to say this without any fear of contradiction, I think organizations like Africa Forum must thank the African National Congress, especially they must be grateful that 
this democratic legislation laid by the ANC has created an environment where the rights of the minority are prioritized. However, these rights should not be abused, Sakina. All right. Thank you so much, uh, Gift Ebay. Um, uh, my apologies if uh, Gift's uh, language offended anybody there. Uh, we will ask you to please keep it clean, keep it above board, um, because there are people who are very sensitive to a language and how they are spoken to. Emmanuel in uh, Bramfontein, good morning. Hello, good morning. Uh, can you hear me? I can. Right, thank you very much. I just want to say, I think what, what we need to understand is the Afri Forum's strategy is a strategy which uh, in post-1994 of of maintaining the same interest of minority. So the idea that AfriForum is trying to constitute a minority interest actually is the opposite. It it is a case where uh, the the real interest is to maintain the old power. But what what they are doing is they are camouflaging uh, this interest in terms of... uh, education and safety and, and, and even, you know, a very uh, kind of surprising Khoisan interest. Uh, if we go back to history in the 18th century, the Khoisan literally, there was a genocide by both the Dutch army and later the Africana on the Khoisan. The, the very fact that Khoisan was totally decimated in South Africa was precisely the, the work of Africa. And now for African Forum to come and say it is, is very cynical and very, very cynical. So I think what we need to understand in South Africa is we need to understand the strategy of AFRIFORM. The strategy of AFRIFORM is particularly to protect the white power interests in South Africa, which dominates the economic okay. and business landscape. So the message from my side is not only for the government, but for South African people to wake up and mobilize a grassroots movement to, to really uh, engage with AfriForum because okay. this is a long-term strategy. Thank you. Thanks for tuning into the Forum at 8 this morning. Uh, today we are focusing on a civil rights organization, AfriForum, and their decision to take the South African government to the United Nations Special Rapporteur. And um, we are asking the question this morning, is AfriForum justified in taking uh, the South African government to the United Nations? And I just want to run uh, through some of the uh, SMSs. But before I do that, uh, perhaps I should just run through uh, the callers, seeing that some of them were there before the break already. So let's just hear from them, and then I'll come back to our panel of uh, the uh, CEO of AfriForum, uh, Ernest Roots, as well as Professor Shadrach Guto, who is Director at the Center for African Renaissance Studies at UNISA, and uh, Professor Guto is also a constitutional law expert. 891 uh, that is the number to dial. So uh, let us go to... Uh, the calls. Philip M. Singer in KZN, good morning. Good morning, my sister, and good morning to the gentleman in the studio. You know, uh, Sakina, uh, I want to say very loud to all of us as South Africans, we need to be careful of races uh, like the gentleman from the Afro Forum because of these people, they are pretending now to be custodians of the rights of the Khoisan people, yet under apartheid rule. Khoisan people were decimated up to nothing, even to date, the livelihood of the very same people that President Mandela once spoke about when he was actually championing the liberation struggle of our country is just almost at zero, even to date. Now, these guys must stop to be hypocrites. And I'm, I'm begging, Sakina, that all Africaners who are peace-loving people 
must mobilize the entire African community against these lunatics because these people want to plunge our country into a racial war. What they are trying to do is totally uncalled for. I don't have a father who was brutally murdered in Bramfontein by these races during the early 70s, almost 1972. I've never complained to them. Now, they, who they think they are in our country, Mons? I've got a strike in a long man. That's uh, Philip M. Singer. And emotions running very high on uh, this particular issue. And as I said, I'm going to ask all of us, uh, just caution everybody to please keep the language, you know, on a level that is acceptable to all of us. Temba in Port Elizabeth, good morning. Sakina, thank you very much for my call. Let me start uh, answering your question. Are they justified? Is Afriforum justified taking South Africa to, to the UN? No, they are not. They are not justified. South African constitution is said to be the most progressive one. It allows uh, uh, the the operations of courts uh, uh, separate from the state and parliament separate from courts, but also the interpretation, if government has a wrong interpretation or anybody else applies the law in a wrong manner or wrong understanding, the constitutional court is supreme when it comes to interpretation of the law. And so the constitutional court remains the highest court uh, that, that, that makes decisions on constitutional matters. So they cannot complain and say in South Africa, government is applying or interpreting law in any manner that is not justified according to them, because the constitutional court is there to do that. But you know, Sakina, why are they doing this? They're doing it for grandstanding. They, they miss their brothers. They miss their forefathers. You see, it's time now, like people like Kali, with this guy from Forum and the rest, to pack up their bags and leave the country if they are not comfortable with They are full of hatred. There is nothing else other than hatred. Okay, that is uh, Temba in Port Elizabeth. Salim, you calling from Durban. Good morning. Salim? Good morning. Can you hear me? Good okay, morning, clearly, Christina. Clearly. Can you hear me? Yes, Salim, I can hear you. Go ahead. You see, when I hear about the electric phone, I really ask who are they? Who are they? They're living in the past. They are nothing but people that want to entrench the past. We are a free country. We are enjoying freedom. Our, we are protected by the law. We are a constitution that's the best in the world. They are only there to try to embarrass and humiliate South Africa and the government. We cannot really put them as anyone that we can trust. You know, these people should not even be given a platform. If anything, in my opinion, they're a disgrace to South Africa. That's Salim's views in Durban. At, uh, Kaya, you in Hofmeyer. Good morning. Sakina, and thanks for taking my call. Sakina, I want to be quick and say, apartheid was removed in South Africa in 1994 by a vote. We don't need anyone who is going to take us back to the apartheid years. Afroforum represents nothing else but apartheid regime. We don't want that. They can take us to UN, but they must know that we've got a democratic country, which everyone has got the right to live in this country, not only a particular few minority. Thank you. Very- uh, thanks, Kaya. Tabi Seven Pulukwane? Sakina, how are you? Well, and you? I'm fine, Sakina. Sakina, I think uh, uh, when when I heard about the topic, uh, to a particular point, I I felt it being laughable, uh, and but then therefore, without being laughing, I then then thought to myself that uh, we we ought to call upon uh, rational thinking South Africans across all colours, 
uh, to start, uh, you know, speaking and making sure that we isolate uh, organizations like AfriForum because uh, they are not in for they are not they are not in to integrate this particular country. We are trying very hard to make sure that we live in an in, in a country all of us have uh, invested in and racial South Africa. But for them to do what they are doing, I mean, indeed, that clearly shows that. Uh, their interest, uh, uh, their interest is not uh, uh, building this particular country, but they need to be they need to be isolated. We must expose them each and every day and tell them that they are racist. They don't deserve to be in this particular country. Let them take us to UN. Let them do that. Let them take us to UN. But we, we as South Africans, will leave with those South Africans who are ready to rebuild this particular country, as we have promised our people from 1994. Those that are not ready to be part of South Africa, I mean, really, we can't. Uh, we will not force them to be part and parcel of this particular country. But South Africa will, 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 will envisage and will make sure that we live in an, in an non-racial South Africa. All right. Thank you so much, Tabisa and Pulukwane. Advocate Mantula. Uh, good morning, Sister Sakina, and to your guests. Sister Sakina, I think on your leading question, I don't think they are justified following what uh, Prof. Guto was saying, that uh, there was a need for them to exhaust national uh, remedies first, like the Chapter 9 institution. But it's very surprising, Sister Sakina. I remember five years ago when I was at the uh, Cultural Commission, we had the same question around the question of the rights of ethnic, religious, and cultural um, language. And it's so funny that they are now minority group, when previously they were looking at them as the majority, or what one would say that they were the dominant force in the then apartheid South Africa. So their take as well with Dirku in terms of active uh, engagement is something that we should look back at home, that whatever happens at the UN, our Ministry of International Relations must keep South Africa up uh, uh, informed all the time, rather than to wait for organizations like Afri Forum to go out there and reflect negative about this country and even this continent. Because I think some of the issues that they are raising, they might be justified in terms of engaging with the UN Forum. But the issue is that they are complaining. It is not clear. One can say it is vague. It is uh, embarrassing. And it is vexatious uh, as well because we are not clear what are they really complaining about. Because, yes, they can be saying that they are not being allowed to engage with ECOSOC. But why don't you start back at home before you run to the UN? So those are the issues, Sakina, to say it's very important that we look at the role of our public diplomacy. How do we deal with the rights of minorities? Because Africans as well, they have those rights. All right. Thank you so much, Advocate Mantula. Let me read some of the messages coming through as well. Many of them. Makeba in Pretoria says, Every forum has successfully positioned itself as the voice to preserve the legacy of acquired apartheid white minority ethnic privileges and will use any available tool to normalize and legitimize the colonial claim to the supremacy of their whiteness and their entitlement to all our land and wealth of South Africa. That's from Makeba in Pretoria. Nick in Hilton says, as an English-speaking businessman, I fully support the efforts of AfriForum. 
go for it. I hope your application is successful. KB says, every forum just wants to be famous. The UN failed to address the issue of brutal oppression of the black majority in South Africa. So let's see the UN saving every forum. Uh, Chuma uh, says, uh, yes, uh, they are South Africa. They are justified because South Africa is just being very quiet about the oppression of white people before things get out of hand. They are justified to go that route. That's from uh, uh, Kuma. And then um, Jimmy Boy says, where was AfriForum before 1994? Didn't they know uh, the officers of the United Nations? Lesiba Rampisa from Khubukwane says, AfriForum will always have a problem with this government because it represents the minority that uh, almost were privileged and enjoy our party administration because of the color of their skin. Uh, Alistair J says ask every forum why they didn't fight for the same rights when the apartheid government declared us coloreds and put us in townships. Uh, Jay in Alspray says I suggest we make BEE even stricter and more aggressive and Ron in Cape Town says minority is defined in terms of power. Afrikaners are not a minority. They with the English and other whites are the power majority in South Africa. And a few quick uh, tweets. Spiwa KZN says, Every forum is not wrong to represent its constituency. The only way it knows uh, why. Uh, But blacks should have done the same for the land issue. Maligan Matia says, Every forum is disingenuous. Uh, They aren't aren't seen to be engaging in national efforts to be part of a whole South African community. Jacques Cupido says, If Every forum is assisting the COI as they claim... Why do they not fight the? Uh, why do they fight the land claims to give back the land to the Khoisan? Tabiso Songwane says every forum represents the economic majority in South Africa. So what minority rights are they lamenting? Kailitle Kumalo, I'm baffled by every forum. They haven't exhausted all avenues. Uh, perhaps dialogue is the answer if they want a solution. Kululego um, Somatla says have every they have every right to approach the UN. Um, However, the issue is we we are not giving them ground are we not giving them enough ground to agitate here in South Africa? That's what uh Nkululego is asking. And then a few more. Uh Mamuluko Kubai says, um it is this type of organization such as AfriForum that makes reconciliation difficult. What minority rights are you talking about? Tsepiso Mokwena says, Every forum's complaint is really disingenuous. Their complaint is, is not fair and it is misplaced. And Bill Rogers says, Their concerns were dismissed as ordinary crime by government and nothing was done. So what remains to be done? Where do we want every forum to go? These are some of your views uh, being expressed on the social media networks. But let me come back to the panel. Let me start with you, Prof Kuto. Yes, thank you very much, uh, Sakina. I think that um, uh, Mr. Roos has clarified the complaint and the application. He's conceded that their application uh, to have an observer status before the UN uh, is still in process on the question of what claims they are making or complaints. I think that this is the area where there is a very serious uh, challenge here. First of all, he simply says our Chapter 9 institutions, such as uh, the Public Protector, the Human Rights Commission, and in particular the one dealing with issues of cultural, religious, and linguistic committee, uh, commission, uh, that these are 
really um, lame duck institutions. Um, if they are lame duck, what is the role of a citizen of this country is to try and point this out and indicate how they can be strengthened. I don't consider them to be lame duck, but they can be strengthened. Uh, it is rubbishing uh, the Constitution really to say that this is a high-level political issue, which means Afroforum has decided this matter cannot be resolved within our constitutional structures, including the interpretation of what he alleges government is trying to do to challenge those in the constitutional court. So I believe that um, he is already uh, indicated that they want to follow a political approach rather than uh, one within the rule of law and constitutionalism uh, in South Africa, and that is very sad. Mentioning the Khoisan and so on, I think is opportunistic. The Khoisan were the first people to be uh, prisoners at Robben Island um, in the 17th century, not even uh, in the 20th century. And uh, they were almost wiped out. Their land was taken even where we do have the rock paintings and so on were grabbed and so forth. So I think that um, they shouldn't try to uh, bring them into their fight so that they can try to legitimize. Lastly, I would say that um, the war that is being fought about education Section 28 of the Constitution should be used, which also allows for establishing schools which are independent and so on, provided they don't discriminate. I think that is clear. About the farmers, I also uh, happen to be a chair of the Rural Legal Trust, which is dealing with farm dwellers throughout the country, and we monitor and we have evidence on how farm workers and, and their families and so on are living under horrendous conditions on, on the farms and their rights are not being observed. Um, I think um, to try and just pick on farmers who are being killed, of course, we must denounce that and we hope that the law enforcement officials do act against people who murder anybody anywhere in the country. Lastly, then you have the question of... Um, employment equity and claims that, you know, uh, uh, those who define themselves as white Africans are being excluded. But these are being done within the constitutional framework of the equality provision, the Employment Equity Act, the Promotion of Equality and Prevention of Unfair Discrimination Act, Broad-Based Black Economic Empowerment Act, preferential um, uh, procurement framework act and so on and so forth. So mm. if they want to challenge the constitutionality of those, let them do so. But just to go out and say we want to now go on grandstanding at the UN, I think it is very unfortunate for um, a group in society that ought to respect and try to build constitutional democracy in the country. And it's root? Yes, thank you. I, I, I spent the last half hour listening to, to um, everything, and I really would like to respond, but there's only five minutes left, five minutes left on the program, so maybe we should have a follow-up. But, um, so I think we, we should speak about the Chapter 9 institutions, but that's not what the topic of this debate is, but we can talk about it for hours. 
the point is, I think that listening to all these callers, it, it appears, I think South Africa has become the conspiracy theory capital of the world. Um, almost, uh, with very few exceptions, almost every single caller or every single complaint that you've played or read out in the last half hour was people saying that AfriForum wants to bring back apartheid. There's no substantial proof for that. We've never even suggested anything to that effect. As a matter of fact, AfriForum would oppose that, any, any person who attempts to do that. Because remember, um, um, the white community and the Afrikaner community has also been disadvantaged by apartheid because it has discredited this community on an international platform. And never we would strongly oppose the bringing back of apartheid, as these people are suggesting. But I think the reason why people are saying this is because people don't understand that there's a difference between majoritarianism and democracy. Majoritarianism is simply saying the majority of the people govern the country and the minority have to fall in line and do everything that they are told. That is uh, almost the opposite of what democracy is about. The test for whether a democracy is a well-functioning democracy is to say, do we have a, a, a equal political system, which we have in South Africa, but then, um, in, in terms of elections uh, specifically, but then do minority communities who, who do not necessarily are fully represented in government also feel that their rights are protected? And when we as a minority community say that we also want to take a stand for our rights, uh, the response is, no, we want to bring back apartheid or we want to oppress black people and so forth. And that is completely disingenuous. It's a fabricated thing. It's a conspiracy theory. I can state now that it's inaccurate. I think the comment, one thing I want to say, I want to invite the, the, the professor who is on the line to provide us with that information that he has about the exploitation of farm workers because we will respond to that. Uh, but we've, what we have found based on the evidence that we could gather is that there seems to be a gross exaggeration about this thing that farmers are allegedly exploiting and oppressing their workers, but we do respond to that. So we need proof. When we get proof, we're also looking into the matter, then we will respond. And this thing about farmers killing out their workers, we have details about that. We gather that information. And we know about three cases in the last 20 years where farmers have actually killed their workers. And three, that's three cases too many. Uh, but if there are more, then we should, we should respond to that. So we have all these conspiracies about things going on and farmers just uh, uh, wiping out their workers and AfriForum wanting to bring back apartheid, but there's no factual basis for that, and we need to deal with facts. And I'm going and to uh, concur with you and say let's have that discussion on another day. Um, but, but let me just run through the last two calls here, um, Ernest. Um, uh, uh, but David is in Midrand. Good morning, David. Uh, good morning, Sakina and everybody else. Um, I just want to say a few things. Ernest Roots, I was with you at, at the University of Pretoria. You know me very well. Um, I think that what AFRI Forum is trying to do is actually very delinquent, childish, and arrogant. And I'll explain why. You know, um, numerically, even if white people are a small number in this country, but culturally they are defined as a cultural majority because from almost all the most important institutions that we have in this country, their basis of operation and existence and their point of departure is that of whiteness in many ways. I can give you the example of the parliament. We've got the Westminster mm. system, which is borrowed from Britain. Uh, I can give you our educational system. It is based primarily on an English, white, uh, you know, uh, ethos and practices, curriculum, and so on and so on. Today, in our universities, we've got a very huge battle going on on whether the curriculum that we have in our universities 
is actually sufficient to actually defeat a university, an African university, instead of an Africa, I mean, a university that is in Africa. Okay, David, and and, and you know what, Um, as Ernest said, I think there is need for us to explore a few more issues here. Maybe we should come out and speak about these farm murders and talk about AfriForum's claims. And also, as they said, they want the proof of all the other issues, the conspiracy theories, as Ernest Roots calls it, about what is actually happening on South African farms. So that's a conversation that we will work on and bring onto this platform at a later stage. But that, unfortunately, is all we have time for uh, this morning and uh, to our guest this morning Ernest Roots who is Afri Forum's uh, Deputy CEO on, uh, uh, and also to Professor Shadrach Guto Director at the Centre for African Renaissance Studies at UNISA uh, thank you so much for your time this morning and also to our production team uh, we had some challenges and we will look at that uh, trying to uh, see that it all breaks up and uh, then of course uh, also to uh, our listeners thanks for making making sure that uh, you participated as fantastically as always.